This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Well, it's always wonderful to have you listening in wherever you are around the world. Maybe you're listening over there at AMI.ca, right from the website. You can uh, listen to the feed of AMI-audio there. Well, then again, I I say that, uh, and I'm not jesting either, folks, in case you go over and say, where the heck is it? We think all technical aspects are running along quite well. But generally, you can listen from there, AMI.ca, and, of course, on TuneIn Radio, OO Tunes, awesome apps in which to take in the program and take us with you. By chance, at 2 p.m. Eastern, or sometime within a couple hours, we're on the air, you say, hey, I have to go out. Well, download one of those great apps to your smart device, and away you go. Do a search for us, AMI-audio, and you can take Kelly and company with you. Ramiel Muthan, she's at the home studio in Toronto, Kelly McDonald, here at the home studio, London, Ontario, and uh, we're uh, sailing through another week right here on the program. Now, we will get into the world of health and wellness here uh, now because the topic is just so timely, a lot of discussion about Are we masking up? Are we going to push masking and stuff with so many sicknesses around? As we move into the winter month with uh, cold and flu season, it's inevitable that we may come down with the flu or a cold or some other bug out there. No matter how hard we try out there to stay well, it's not really a bad idea to uh, look at ways that we can better prepare in case we get sick. General health is boosting immune, uh, prepare for a smoother illness, less stress by being prepared beforehand. Francis, thanks a lot for being with us. And this is wonderful. You have grouped things into two categories. So should we start with food and drink? Um, Sure. Yeah, I was thinking a lot about how a lot of the segments we've been doing on health and wellness have to do with the ways that we can boost our immune system and improve our overall health. But yeah, there's going to be times that no matter how many supplements we may be taking or Mm -hmm. how well we're eating and sleeping, that we may end up getting sick. So the goal of today's segment is to talk about ways in which we can prepare so that when we are sick, we can ride it out in a much smoother way. Along the same lines, I was thinking that these preparedness tips are actually a benefit um, in general on a whole because uh, when we're in a situation where we're stressed out, say like there's a power outage due to a windstorm and we have no idea when we'll get it back, it's just one less reason for our cortisol to spike if we have things under control. So what you want to do is you want to prepare your home when you're well and have the energy to run around and do things so that if you do get sick, you're not having to make the extra runs to the store to pick up last minute items. Mm -hmm. And I think this applies more to people who live in the cities, especially places like downtown Toronto, where you're spoiled with like local drugstores or grocery stores open 24 hours a day. And then it's easy to become complacent and think, oh, if I need something, I can get it at any time. It's also part of our online shopping culture, too, where we can get things delivered in a very short amount of time. So, yeah, we can uh, start with uh, food and drink. So food and drink are essentials that we can't overlook in the best of times and definitely not during our lowest moments when we are in the depths of an illness. So, first of all, if you are the type of person who opens the fridge to decide what you want to eat for the day and have (laughs) little in your cupboards 
Then the next time you go shopping, buy some canned goods like soups or canned vegetables and fruits and some dried goods like cereal, rice, or pasta. Are those dried, ready-to-eat meals that you just add water to? I mean, these things may not be tasty as fresh items are, but <laughs> it's always a good idea to have backup food. And if you're that desperate, you'll probably eat it. So, and be thankful um, for it when you don't have to crawl or, uh, yeah. and eat up all your energy. And, oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. So, and if you're sick with the runs, the last thing you want to be doing is making a trip to the grocery store to buy food when your priority may be how quickly you can get to your bathroom. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. so you can, you can also buy shelf stable milk products like oat or rice milk or any of the nut milks, almond, cashew, etc. So really the goal is to make it easier for yourself by planning ahead. And it's not to say you need to hoard and stock up on things, right. but buy things that you generally use anyway, so that as you use things up, you can replace them. So you're constantly switching out older items for new items. Even for myself, sometimes I'll buy food that I generally don't eat, but it's more for an emergency situation. So while I don't generally recommend frozen meals, there may be something said to have in the freezer just to make it life easier if you're sick and you don't want to actually cook. Um, You might just also want to purchase a few things that don't even require cooking, things like crackers and some peanut butters or canned fish. That's super easy and it keeps well. Yeah, and don't forget to have some bottled water handy. I know that we are fortunate to have running water, but in terms of preparedness, the last thing you want to do is be sick in an apartment with an emergency water shutdown in the building for the day, and you've got no running water. And one other tip is that if you've got a smartphone and don't regularly order delivery, you can consider setting up an account on one of the many food delivery apps like Uber Eats or Skip the Dishes. And then this way, if for whatever reason you, for example, if your illness goes on longer than you anticipated and you're low on food but can't or don't have family or friends to rely on, you can still order food so you won't go hungry. And then some of the apps also have the option for grocery delivery. Or you can set up an account specifically for a local grocery store for delivery. And then once you have the app downloaded, make sure that you have a chance to test it out so that you are not at, so at least you're familiar with it. So if you're sick and have low energy and need to use it, you're not trying to figure out how to use it at that point. Yeah, the last thing you want is to have to set it up while you're you know, in the need of groceries, oh. right? Or you didn't put in a payment method or something like that. Yeah, how um, frustrating. And that goes back to eating up more of that energy we were talking about earlier, just trying and stressing. For sure. And I like the um, the idea of the non-perishable items having a bit more on hand, even if it is the stuff you already eat, because it's true. You don't want to be at your last can of soup when you're sick. You want to know that you've kind of... Um, have enough for, I don't know, the week or something. Okay, the other category that you wanted to talk about, Francis, is basic medical supplies. Right, Ramya. If you have prescription medications, make sure that when you start getting low, maybe down to a week's worth, that you take care of the refill so that you're not caught short. And this doesn't even have to do with being sick. Again, there could be another storm or other weather event, which makes it impossible to refill your medication. So it's better to just be prepared. And we know right now, like there's even shortages with um, uh, like Tylenol and aspirin and things like that for kids. So, you know, it's just better to have it on hand. I think regardless of whether you're sick or not, it's a good idea to have some basic supplies like a first aid kit, things like band-aids and bandages, gauze and medical tape, even things like ointments for wound care. 
And you should also have some Tylenol or aspirin and things like cough syrups or cough medication, whether it's your over-the-counter stuff or some more natural herbal remedies. Just make sure to check the expiry dates. And not like we don't have enough stuff to do, but you can make this an annual fall project in preparation for cold and flu season. And we probably all remember the great toilet paper rush of 2020. So if you're sick, you may find yourself spending a lot of time on the toilet, or if you've got a severe cold, you may have a runny nose, both require tissue. So have a few extra rolls of toilet paper and facial tissue paper around the house. These things don't take up that much room. They don't expire, and you'll eventually use them up. So they're a good investment. And one other thing that you might want to have at home is a thermometer to be able to take your own temperature. Unfortunately, I don't think there's an app for that yet, but if you've got a real thermometer, you can keep track of whether you've got a fever and whether it's broken or um, if you need to go and see a doctor. Yeah, it's got to be coming, you know, with the way they were checking whenever you went to your doctors or wherever and they had that one they can put in front of you and it beep lets you know if you have the fever or not. I'm sure somehow their their ability to be Bluetoothed or uh, included in a phone is, is right there and maybe already available. Um, Francis, if you don't live alone but do get sick, how can others stay well while you recover? Or adversely, uh, if someone else in your house is sick, how can you avoid it? Yeah, that's a good question, Kelly. And I like this because there are things that you can actually do to lessen the chances of spreading your illness around or catching it from someone else. If you are sharing a household with other people, consider using paper towels so that less germs are being swapped. But if you want to be a bit more environmentally friendly, then each person can have their own hand towel in the kitchen and bathroom. Another thing that we talk about in September's um, tips for staying healthy was the importance of disinfecting commonly shared and heavily touched items like doorknobs, light switches, and remote controls. And in general, make sure to keep your hands um, hand hygiene. So wash your hands regularly, especially if you've touched your mouth or nose. And hand washing needs to be done for 20 seconds with soapy warm water to be effective. I really appreciate that there's the environmentally friendly version of uh, things that we can do as well, because that's pretty true about having you know, kind of knowing what you need, but then the big thing when you're sick is you want to toss everything out, right? Toss things that you've been touching or utilizing or, you know, toilet paper, tissues, uh, or paper towels, that kind of thing. Um, but there are other ways to keep going with that. If you do get sick, do you have any tips, Francis, on getting better more quickly? Speedy recovery. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was just thinking about that with the hand towels. That's one thing. I mean, obviously you don't want to be recycling and reusing (laughs) facial tissue. So unless you want to go old school and then use a handkerchief, but uh, then you have more laundry. (laughs) So um, one of the tips um, to get better quickly is that we want to make sure that we're staying hydrated. And the best way to do that is in addition to drinking waters to eat soups. And this is twofold. One is that soup is also a liquid and will help rehydrate the body. And secondly, soups are generally much easier for the body to digest. So instead of eating a heavy meal like steak and potatoes, we make it easier for our body to digest the food we're consuming, and then the body can conserve that energy or redirect it towards fighting off the bug that we're battling. This is one of the reasons why people in the old days would do chicken noodle soup. It's plain and simple and still provides nourishment to the body. 
in India, it's very popular for people to eat something called kitchari, which is sort of like a stew. It's made of lentils or split mm-hmm. peas or mung beans and basmati rice with some digestive spices and ghee. Um, and in Asia, people love congee, which is basically rice porridge. And sometimes you can find it plain or else people add meat or fish and seasonings to it. And of course, when we are sick, we need to give our body a rest and chance to recover. That means that we shouldn't be lying in bed, scrolling on our phones. We should really take that time to get as much rest and sleep as possible so that our body um, uh, can work on healing and fighting off the illness. It's really not fun being sick, but with a bit of preparedness, we can definitely recover with minimal additional effort. Mm -hmm. One of the most frustrating things when we look at even you know, in your space and if other people are around you or whatever that they're saying a lot about is open those windows a little bit. That little bit will help. But here in Canada, of course, as we get into the months where it's colder, we also know this is red flag for it's too cold, whether it's at school, whether it's in an office place or home, people aren't able to do that enough. Um, and again, I think some applications you can if your heat you live high enough or you have enough heat pouring out, but it seems like such an energy waste. But I know, Francis, that's one of the struggles, too, because we know the fresher the air, the movement of those germs is, is uh, foiled a little bit. Yeah, that's a really good point, too, Kelly. Um, one thing that people can do is if they're, you know, going out for a bit, you know, air, you know, you can turn on your heating and then just air the rooms out or even shut your bedroom door if you're, if you, if you're sharing a house and just air that while you're out and then just shut it again when you're in. So then at least there's a little bit of free uh, circulating air coming in. You bet. Thanks, Francis. Excellent. And very timely with this one as we're seeing the stuff on the TV and the battles of mask or do not mask. Oh boy, what a topic. Put it on. Be safer, folks. Thanks, Francis. Thank you. Francis Wong joins us bi-weekly on the program to talk wellness opposite our uh, nutrition segment with Julia Karanchis that we do uh, every second week as well. Coming up next on the program, Dr. Larissa Monis joins us. She's Director of Research and Mission Programs at Fighting Blindness Canada. She's going to join us to talk about their second annual I on the cure wow it's good it's an amazing vision research competition that we'll learn about and see what we can do to get involved stay tuned on kelly and company Hi, I'm Red Sale, inviting you to download the latest episode of My Life in Books, where internationally acclaimed authors discuss their lives, their work, and three books that have resonated with them. That's My Life in Books, available wherever you get your AMI podcasts.